fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. If you're going to ask me. So you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week. 30 years in the making. Patrick. Patrick, it's John. It's a 30-something movie podcast, Patrick. Here we are, John. Did you did you did you come to the right place? Are you in the right office? I <laughs> Yes. Patrick, if if I just if I fake different conditions, then I know I don't have them. So I have uh, I I have control I have trouble controlling the volume of my voice. Mm-hmm. I've got this wonderful therapy for you. Oh yeah, yeah. What's it called? It's uh, baby steps, John. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Recording the podcast. Baby steps. That's right. Baby steps. Pouring a glass of scotch. Baby steps. No, that's okay. I don't know if that's baby steps. Uh, well, you know. It depends on how the day's been. Sometimes those can be leaps and bounds. Yes. Oh. Well, Patrick, Patrick Canagallo, everybody, by the way. Yes. Um, hey, everybody. And uh, John Reed, your your host. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, hey, John. We are, uh, we're here to talk about What About Bob? Oh, yes, we are. So it is episode number 380. Uh, the march goes on. That's like a circle and a little bit more, Pat. Mm-hmm. Which, oddly enough, mm-hmm. was, oddly enough, was going to be my band name when I was in high school. <laughs> circle and a bit more. A circle and a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> a circle. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, isn't, uh, isn't, um, isn't a score 20? Is it? Yeah, is it? I, I, yeah. I, a circle and a score. There you go. There it is. Circle and a score. And then you can like. I don't know. There could be like other meanings to that band name. Oh, I just think there are so many meanings. I, I don't know where to take that from here. Anyway, we're talking about what I about Bob? Take it, <laughs> take it to the mute button before the comments get recorded for all posterity. Hey, that's fine. If you record comments for my posterior, that's totally fine. Yes. Um, yes. We do spoil things. I think we're probably spoiling the podcast as we uh, as we go along here. So <laughs> yes, we do. We, we do have a tendency we, to spoil. We spoil things. freely all over the place. Um, so just don't don't turn on a black light. Uh, so be warned. Um, the Thirty Something Movie Podcast is part of the Scene Stealers Podcast Network. This episode is sponsored by Scene Stealers International Convention Agent. They have got a a plethora, if you will, of movie and TV stars. Uh, Patrick, would you say they had a plethora? Oh, for sure, John. I would say they have a plethora. Have a plethora, um, Patrick. Do you do you know what a plethora is? <laughs> John, could it be 
it's your frustration with things going on in other parts of the life that it's me, Pat, that you decide to, I don't know. I'm, I'm messing up the line. Oh, I'm going no. for, it. I know what you're, I know where you're going, but I'm messing up the line. That's How, What did he say? Hey, what did the, he say the, that? He's like, if the podcast, but the podcast will, if you just let it happen, the podcast will record itself and it'll all go well. And if it doesn't, that's right. I will kill it. Yeah, that's right. I think it's like, um, if there's a heavy, would you, would you say I have a plethora? Oh yes. You have a plethora. Um, yeah. Hefe, do you know what a plethora is? Why? Oh, I know, know what it, yeah, um, I know what it, no, I have a, if not, uh, the, I do not have the superior intellect and, you know, he's kind of goes into that whole thing. Could it be that yeah. perhaps you are once again? Yeah. No, you, yeah. were, you were on the right path. That's right. You were on the right path. You were good. I was on the right path. I just didn't, have the words, it escaped me. I kind of dropped, dropped the ball on that. You just, I just remember when he got mad because I would hate to say that someone of my, one of my men or one of my people is using a word that they don't know what it means. Would tell me that I have a plethora and they do not know what the word plethora means. No, you were on, you were on the right path. You just, you know, when you got on the path, you shot the invisible swordsman, but you were on the right path. That's right. The invisible swordsman. <laughs> Now that's a movie that I don't understand. Well, I I just don't get any critic score after what they did to that movie. Mm -hmm. But classic movie nonetheless. That was our. Uh, if anybody wants to go back and listen to that, I think that was our fiftieth episode. Oh my goodness, fifty so five that was, oh that was oh five oh two score and a little bit more. Jeez. So that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was a, that was a hot minute ago. Um. And uh, so after you're done checking out scenestealersglobal.com, you can go to 30podcast.com where you can leave a rating, uh, leave a voicemail, become a co-executive producer via Patreon. Um, thank you so much to all of our Patreon supporters that are with us each and every month. And there's all kinds of good bonus stuff on there, bonus episodes, uh, if you want to check those out as well. If you are supporting us there on Patreon, you've got access to those. So go check that out. And uh, yeah, I think... Uh, I think it's time to ask one of the most important questions we can ask today, Pat. What is hip? Um, that's a little I mean, drop for all the Tower of Power fans out there. Yeah, if you're I mean, not. A, that's that's a good question not, too. And if, if if you're not a Tower of Pan, Tower of Power fan, you should be. Why are you not? Yeah, why are you not? What what's have, what's up? What have you been doing with your life? Yeah. Basically, Pat, I think if people are not, then they've been living their lives in fear and they can't ascend to a higher plane. There it is, John. That's why you are the con consummate professional that you are. Look at you bringing it right back, bringing it, it back to the show. Tie it back in full circle, which was my other band name. <laughs> tie it back into the full circle. No, I think just full circle. Oh, okay. Just full circle. Okay. Full circle. Mm -hmm. All right. We were going to play buffets and restaurants. So I figured like full circle also had multiple meanings. I, yes. Yeah. Anyway, this is the 30-something movie podcast. Mm-hmm. Pat, did we ask if we have a plethora? I think we did. Okay. We established the plethora. We, we established the plethora. All right. Yeah. Um, one of the other more impor most important questions you can ask is, what about Bob, Pat? What about Bob? What about Bob? Well, I'll tell you mm -hmm. about Bob. Bob was released on the 17th of May, 1991. Bob is rated PG. Bob had a runtime of one hour and 39 minutes, which is about one hour and 38 minutes longer than I can run, uh, directed <laughs> by Frank Oz, who also did The Dark Crystal, Muppets Take Manhattan, and the 1986 Little Shop of Horrors. Producer was Laura Ziskin, who died in 2011. She did Spider-Man and No Way Out. 
Um, writers for this one were Alvin Sargent, who did the story, who died in 2019. Laura Ziskin, who also did the story. Tom Schulman, who did screenplay. Sargent did Spider-Man 2 and Ordinary People. Ziskin did Hero. And Schulman did Dead Poet Society, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Cinematography is done by Michael Ballhaus, who died in 2017, did Goodfellas and the 1992 Bram Stoker's Dracula. Editor was Ann V. Coates, who died in 2018, did Lawrence of Arabia and In the Line of Fire. Music was done by Miles Goodman, who died in 1996, who also did Little Shop of Horrors, the 86 version, La Bamba and Teen Wolf. Budget for this one was $35 million. Box office was $63.7 million. Flick Metrics gives it a 69%, and Cinema Score gives it a B+. Starring Bill Murray as Bob Wiley, who's in Ghostbusters and Lost in Translation. Uh, Richard Dreyfus is Dr. Leo Marvin. Dr. Leo Marvin. Dr. Leo Marvin. Uh, Jaws, Close Encounters. Julie Haggerty played Faye Marvin. She was in Airplane and Marriage Story. Charlie Corsmo played Siggy Marvin. He was in Hook and Dick Tracy. Uh, Catherine Irby played Anna Marvin. She was in Law and Order, Criminal Intent, and Stir of Echoes. Tom Aldridge, who died in 2011, played Mr. Gutman. He was in Cold Mountain and Intolerable Cruelty. Susan Willis, who died in 2009, played Mrs. Gutman. She was in Mystic River and The Faculty. Uh, Marcella Lowry, who played Betty or the Switchboard Operator. Uh, Marcella or Marcella, I don't know which one. Um, she was in New Jack City and School for Scoundrels. Before going on vacation, self-involved psychiatrist Dr. Leo Marvin has the misfortune of taking on a new patient, Bob Wiley. An exemplar of neediness and a compendium of phobias, Bob follows Marvin to his family's country house. Dr. Marvin tries to get him to leave. The trouble is, everybody loves Bob. As his oblivious patient makes himself at home, Dr. Marvin loses his professional composure and before long may be ready for the loony bin himself. Just when Leo Marvin thought he was getting away from it all. As of this afternoon, I'm taking my family on vacation. His old friend Bob Wiley showed up. Dr. Marvin! Oh my God. I really appreciate this. I don't want any of you letting Bob into this house. This is sweet guy. Can we invite Bob over for dinner? Would you like some more chicken, Bob? Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Will you stop that, please? You're angry. No, I don't get it. You're upset. Relax, Leo. Take a vacation. I'm on vacation. Touchstone Pictures presents Bill Murray. Hello, I'm Bob. Would you knock me out, please? And Richard Dreyfuss. This man is crazy. Get out! Why'd you need to kick Bob? He's not gone. That's the whole point. He's never gone. Is this some radical new therapy? You see? What about Bob? Rated PG. All right. Patrick, start off with our usual question. Is this the first time you've seen this movie, and how does it make you feel? Uh, Second time I've seen this movie, and it makes me feel... Uh, okay. Okay. Oh, just, it makes me feel like... Unleash it, no, unleash it, it Pat. <laughs> unleash it. Okay, John, there are cups of tea in this world. Okay. This movie is not one of mine. Okay. That's that's where I'm going to just come down. So I'm just going to let that go out there, let the waves crash against our listening audience. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go off on a rant or any of that, I promise. But this movie, not my cup of tea. And this was the second time I think I've seen it. 
did you feel that same way the first time you saw it? Uh, yes. Okay. Not a, not a fan when I first saw it. So either. So yeah. All right. Well, we're going to pause for a quick commercial break. Uh, to anybody who has been wondering if they should join us on Patreon, um, if what about Bob is your favorite movie, please pay close attention to this episode. <laughs> and then you can join us as a Patreon co-executive producer. Um, for anybody coming in new uh, that has not been here with us for a longer duration of time, we have a track record of whatever movies <laughs> Pat doesn't like. Uh, it, it happens to be that we have somebody sign on to support us on Patreon at almost exactly the same time as when Pat goes off on a movie. And it's not only a movie they like, it's one of their favorite movies. It tends to so, be one of their favorite movies. Like, it just so happened that we had one of our Patreon people sign up and we were talking to him. And we, and I don't know that we had released the episode yet, but we had recorded our episode for Home Alone. Was that Podrick? I think that was him, it yeah. It might have been Podrick. And we had recorded our episode for Home Alone. I don't think it was out yet, though. And then we had Podrick on the podcast, and one of his first things was like, oh, yeah, Home Alone is one of my favorite movies. Like, I'm looking forward to that one. And, and Pat's like, oh, God. No, and you know what? And actually, I, I he it had come out. Oh, it had to come right? out? Okay, okay. I couldn't and, remember. And so, and he was, Podrick was is such a, just, just such a respectful guy. He didn't say anything about it. I went to him. I'm like, by the way. At the beginning, we were talking to him about what his favorite movie was, and I'm like, I, I, I was a little bit like not in the positive column. And I'm, I'm sorry. And he was so magnanimous. I mean, he's just like, don't worry about like, no worries. I get it. And I'm just like, isn't this great? The guy comes on, and I've, you know, gone after his favorite movie. So, anyways, I'm, I'm gonna like, it's just, I'm gonna preface everything I say with, I don't think this movie is my cup of tea. Other people, you know, there's movies I like that it's just people don't like. Well, it's just not their cup of tea. So this one is just not my cup of tea. But anyone out there that likes it, um, yeah, good on you. Feel free to call the love line. Let us know what you think of that. You know, send something through social media. Uh, for me, if you want to, you know, give me any feedback, please uh, uh, attach your comments to a PlayStation 5 and uh, uh, send still, it that, this way. That still hasn't worked out for you yet? It, not yet, not yet, but we'll keep working. We'll keep working for it, and okay. uh, it doesn't mean that the doesn't mean that the plan is flawed in any way. Um, we'll have to do a uh, kind of like our one of our other favorite shows, The Greatest Generation. We'll have to do like a, a mailbox episode where we'll open up the mail yes. that gets sent to us. And so if you oh. get, if you get that PlayStation Five, you know we're we're doing a mailbag episode. Yeah, that would be outstanding. Um, yeah, but that's all I'm going to say. Like I said, I'll I'll we. I kind of caused a little bit of a loss of forward momotion, uh, forward momotion, forward momentum here. But uh, yeah, I, second time I've seen it, wasn't super big into it when it first came out. Not really into it now, but I'm looking forward to hearing other people's thoughts. Yours included, John. And just before we move on, momotions are delicious. You just have to mix them right. I love momotions. Yeah. Yeah. Very tasty. After a long day at work, I like to sit down with a oh, yeah. nice, refreshing momotion. Um, oh yes. <clears throat> um, yeah. This one, I I feel like I've seen this one a few times. I don't know that I could tell you exactly how many, but I've definitely seen this one before. Um, yeah, I think my dad was a, a fairly fairly decent uh, Bill Murray fan, so you know we we would have watched this uh, probably several different times. But um, you know, I will say it's how does this movie make me feel? Um, fine. Like I don't, it's, it's not, 
I don't dislike it, but it's also like not one of my top Bill Murray movies. I mean, there are definitely some some awesome, excellent Bill Murray esque moments. Um, you know, where he's he's doing his thing, and you know, just some of the some of the scenes. You know, I, as an adult, I probably wouldn't have even noticed this before, but I I actually want his like I'm a local shirt. Uh, I want to see if I can go find that somewhere. Um, you know, that's funnier to me. I probably would have noticed it as a kid, but, um, you know, there are definitely some good Bill Murray moments in here, but I can also kind of see where, you know, some of the, some of the Bill Murray stuff could get on your nerves with this movie in mm-hmm. particular. Um, and I don't know, I like, I like Richard Dreyfus in so many of his other things that I don't know that I like seeing him as the villain in this movie. Okay. So I think for me, I mean, it's, I, I enjoyed the movie. I actually watched this movie with the whole family. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think my wife had seen it before. Of course, the kids had not seen it at all. Um, I think she'd seen it before. I think she might have remembered it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I watched it with the family. They thought it was funny. Um, you know, they enjoyed it. And it was actually, we had been kind of on a little bit of a Bill Murray kick. We had just watched Ghostbusters the week before we watched this one. Um, this this was like a month and a half ago now. Um, but yeah, we were on a little bit of a Bill Murray thing there for a while. And, uh, yeah, I, so family enjoyed it, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of, I was trying to like narrow it down to like a one word feeling for this movie. And, you know, it's, I'll say funny because it's, it's definitely a funny movie. Um, watching it this time, and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more as we talk about it. Watching it this time, I definitely had our discussion from when we talked about the movie, the dream team in the back of my mind, because I know when we had talked about the dream team, um, we kind of had brought up the point of, well, are we, are we, are we poking fun at mental illness in a way that we shouldn't? Okay. Yes. Cause, cause I know a lot of comedy. Um, and and, and what what was the other one that we kind of talked a little bit about this too? Um, Soap Dish. So we talked about the the movie Soap Dish, and some mm-hmm. of it some of it was there was some comedy that would come at the expense of, um, if I'm remembering correctly, I think it was kind of come at the expense of different sexual preferences. And so okay. I, I think with both of those movies, with the Dream Team and with Soap Dish, I think in our discussion, and if we didn't, we should have, um, is when is it. When is it comedy versus when are you, what's the word I'm looking for? When are you, um, when is it mean-spirited? Mm-hmm. So I just kind of remembered that. I was looking up real quick. Um, we did the Dream Team. If anybody wants to go back and listen to it, uh, it was our episode number 243 from back in May of 2019. Because uh, Dream, Dream Team came out in 89. And that's the one that has, mm-hmm. um, it has uh, Christopher Lloyd, Michael Keaton, um, great cast in it. Um, but I just remember we we kind of were having that discussion. We're like, hey, is it uh-huh. is it funny or is it like should that not be funny anymore? Um, right. So that's that's kind of where we landed for that one. I had that in the back of my mind in this one, and I honestly, as I'm watching it, it really didn't. It was in the back of my mind, but it kind of stayed there. Right. So I really wasn't thinking about that too much, even though it was lingering okay. there just a little bit. But 
Uh, that's my Got long. It. That's my long-winded way of saying. I think the movie is funny. I've seen it before. I think it's funny, but I I definitely would not fault anybody, yourself included, for having some misgivings about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Got it. So. Got it. So there it is. There's our there's our introductions. To how many times we've seen it? We've yeah. gotten through the initial uh, thing. Okay. Yeah. All right, Pat, go. <laughs> well, cry havoc and let slip the pats of war. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to do it because first of all, I mean, when you look at it, it's a well done movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, great direction. You have Bill Murray, who's incredible. You have Richard Dreyfus, who's incredible. I mean, it, and the way they played off of each other, they got that. You know, the odd couple thing, they got that. Da- the supporting cast is great. Um, yeah, like just so many great things about the movie. Um, and the, it's, so it's, it's, a, it's, it's a simple it's a simple premise, too. It's, mm-hmm. you know, what if you were a great, renowned psychiatrist who's like at the top of his game, about to have a new book come out, about to be featured on Good Morning America, and then you take on this patient who is, is you know, going to drive you crazy? Mm-hmm. You know, simple mm-hmm. premise. Simple premise, and in terms of, well, probably even in terms of today, but at least in terms of late eighties, early nineties, plenty of opportunities for comedy. Um, yeah, yeah. When I first saw it, because I know you asked, hey, is this something like just you rewatched it? And it's like, eh. did I like it? And I'm like, I don't really remember liking it that much. Now, I didn't dislike it. Now, I was younger when I saw it. It was like, oh, Bill Murray and I'd laugh and all that. But it was like, I'd rather watch Ghostbusters. I'd rather watch. And the thing was, it just went mean spirited so quickly. You know, like, like. I mean, I was a little bit when I remember when a kid, it was just like, okay, Bob's inviting himself into this family vacay thing, you know? So why like vacation? Like that's, that's not right. Like the guy wants to have a vacation with the family and the Bob character just kind of like goes up there and we're kind of all okay with it. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, the um, Richard Dreyfuss character just became mean. Yeah, You know, and I mean, it's like he's blowing him up and he's going to get him with the shotgun and the whole thing. And it was just like, you know, it's sort of like to quote another one of your favorite movies. You know, I tried to cover for you because I thought you were a little crazy. Turns out you weren't crazy. You were just mean. And this is only radio. I mean, that's kind of what it came down to is it was like, you know, you kind of want to (laughs) like, okay, I can understand that. He's kind of taking your family. He's kind of, you know, and I, I get that. But then he just gets mean about it. And that, I just remember as a kid kind of thinking like, you know, I, I don't know. There's really no one I can get behind in this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I got to be honest, and I, I, I don't want to be on my high horse. And again, if other people like this movie, like I get it, please, please, please. Like there's movies that I like that I probably no one else does. Um, and that's, that's all well and good, but it was like, I, I just... The mental health piece, I mean, with especially when we're just trying to get past the ideas of it being 
stigmatized and every facet of it, you know what I'm saying? Like it, and we're, we're kind of making it a punchline. And the thing was, I didn't process that until about a year after the movie came out. Cause I don't think I went and saw it with family. I think I went and saw it with friends. Um, but then my, my mom saw it and she worked actually as a music therapist. Um, and she was like, yeah, I don't know, guys. I just, there's people like that that really suffer from those things. And this is my mom. I mean, mom said this back in 91 or 92 and it really stuck with me. It was kind of like, there's people that really suffer from those things. And are we really going to sit and be entertained by laughing at it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and it was kind of like, oh, wow, that's okay. And again, I don't want to ruin the fun for everybody. And I mean, my gosh, that's, I, I get that that's, maybe the point of comedy and, you know, I'm not going to sit here and go, Oh, well the movie, you know, I'm not in any way saying don't watch, like, I'm not saying any of that stuff. And if it's just not funny, okay, well I'll watch other stuff that is. So I'm, I'm trying to really choose my words carefully. Cause I don't want to get into the, Oh, it should be canceled. And I, I mean, not at all, but what I am saying is just for me, I just watched that. And it's just kind of like, eh. I don't, I don't know about this, you know, and, and then especially when you look back now, the mental health piece and all that, just all the stigmas around it and how we're trying to break through those and getting people to take care of themselves. I, I don't know. And then even like being treated, the idea that, oh, you're going to be treated. Now you're okay. You know, baby steps. Great. I got it. I'm fixed. You know, I'm, 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 I'm right. You cured me. And boy, I'm not the expert, but I don't think that's how that thing works. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Well, you know, and it was a, it was a punchline and it was, it was funny to see the Bob character, you know, just he's working through his own things, but then he's the one saying, doctor, are you sure that you should be assigning such and such a drug? It actually, this one might be better. Ah, Bob, you're right. Here we go. And it's like, we're even passing out drugs like, you know, or, or meds, I should say because we can't say drugs uh, or we shouldn't say drugs, but like meds. And it's sort of like, nope, not that one. Let's try this one as opposed to, you know, okay, well, we're going to be trying this dose and then let's try this dose. And then, okay, that's what were your side effects? How did that go? Like there's, I mean, and I'm not saying anything that nobody knows, but it's like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's not, that's not how it's done. So when I watch that, it's kind of like, I don't know. It just, it just fell flat for me. If other people like it, like I am not judging, I get it. I laugh at some stuff that, you know, <laughs> I, like my family is like, you find that funny. What is wrong with you? Like, I, like I get it, but this one, I, I don't know. It just kind of wasn't a big fan when it first came out. And then my mom, like I said, back in 91 or 92, when she saw it and it was just like, yeah, I don't. And now I watch it and it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm going to get off my rant. I'm sorry. And cuz I've got no. more that I want to bring up but I'll come up for air. Yeah. No. No, no, no. I I'm, I enjoy your rants. Okay, there you go. There you go. Well, some of the interesting but, kind of backstory of this movie is just how much and I don't know if you if you read up on any of this at all uh before we recorded, but um there's uh, if you go into the if you go into like IMDb or any of the trivia mm-hmm. stuff about this or read any interviews about this, um, apparently Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfus did not get along at all on this movie. I had heard some of that. Yeah, and like 
<clears throat> there are, I guess, are several other reports of just how, and, and I kind of hate to hear these things. Like when you, when you've followed somebody and you enjoy their movies and you enjoy them as a comedian and, and an actor and all this other stuff. And then you start to hear about like what they're doing in their personal lives when they're not in character. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for this one in particular, there's a lot of different instances where I think one of the, one of the screenwriters or script writers um, where Bill Murray like threw her into a lake and yeah. broke her glasses and threatened her. And then you've got Richard Dreyfus saying, I actually, here's a quote from one of the interviews. And I think this one's pretty telling. Um, he, when he was asked about um, this movie, he's like, how about it? Funny movie, terribly unpleasant experience. We didn't get along me and Bill Murray, but I got to give it to him. I don't like him, but he makes me laugh even now. Also jealous. He's a better golfer than I am. It's a funny movie. No one ever comes up to you and says, I identify with the patient. They always say, I have patients like that. I identify with your character. Um, but I mean, there's, there's several instances of when, when they ask like Richard Dreyfus or somebody else, they're like, no, yeah, Bill Murray don't like the guy at all. Funny movie. Mm -hmm. Can't stand the guy. Like, well, that's kind of sad to hear. Cause like when I watch, you know, when I watch Ghostbusters, when I watch, um, Stripes, when I watch, you know, his other movie, when I watch uh, lost in translation, I'm like, I think he's a funny guy. I like him. But at the same time, you hear about some of this personal stuff and you're like, ugh. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kind of wish I hadn't heard that. Yeah, you know that's always the thing of of breaking down the uh, the you know the characters, separating the characters from the um, from the actor. You yeah. know, and that's sometimes you got to do it because otherwise, you know, it's 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 hard because you do get attached to them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And, and, and again, and, and I know stuff and at the risk of going off with the rant, you know, like, as I'm just thinking through the movie, there was so much stuff in there. Like, you know, like the whole riff on the, the Tourette's thing mm -hmm. where then all of a sudden, you know, the kid, they're all screaming profanity. Right. And it's like, okay, I get it. And it's funny. And I'm going to sound like an old man when I say this, but then in the same token, and, and this is a 21st century thing, like now, and we've talked about this before, but now we're seeing, and, and we all kind of want to point to like TikTok and, and all this other kind of stuff, but we're seeing some things exhibited in, in kids where suddenly like, whoa, the language, or even out, you know, out in the world right now, like the amount of language and things like, you know, bumper stickers that are just incredibly profane. Mm -hmm. And it's like, get it and anybody that knows me knows that you know sometimes the air will turn a little blue there but it's just like we're seeing that to the point where okay i've got young kids that are like you know look up and see this on a bumper sticker dad what does that mean like why is that person you know you're seeing all that and then when i watched this that kind of i don't want to say struck a nerve but i kind of bumped on that but like okay so you've got tourette's uh, syndrome and it's being painted as you just scream profanity at the top of your lungs you know and it's kind of like well, I'm not an expert, but I don't think that's how that works. And, you know, again, I go back to there's, there's, there's individuals out there that are really working hard because you get, you know, all sorts of ticks and things that, you know, they really need to work through and society, not necessarily the most accepting of that. And we're just painting it as like the comedic byline 
And do you get what I'm saying? And then like, and what is the comedy? Oh, just shouting profanity, which isn't really exactly what that's all about. And then on top of that, we're thinking it's funny that there's the kid just shouting those things at the top of his lungs. And and it's kind of like, none of that was even covered in the movie, you know, like, like the parents, like, okay, let's calm that down. Like, like, okay, I know the mom was enamored with Bob and I know the older sister was and all that. And I get what they were riffing on is okay. The dad was the uptight one, but it was like, where was the, okay, hang on a second. Now I really don't want my kids talking that way. Cause that kind of language isn't, do you get what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. And I'm totally being that guy with this movie and I knew I was going to do it. And again, I am sorry to our viewership, but it's like, we're seeing all those things and it's like, why, why are we just glossing over it and laughing? I mean, the family, like, did he have a moment where he set himself back up with his family? Cause there were some beats in there. And in fact, I think it was the same kid, but like the movie hook, I mean, you know, he was out of touch with his family. He was a workaholic. He was, you know, and you kind of get that same feel in here. But again, there was no arc where he learned to be, even in a storybook sense, like they did with Hook. Like he saved the kids. He's back to who he was. He can be himself and he's going to make changes. Like you don't really get that in here. And so that's where I'm just like, I'm, I'm just... I, I don't want to see people treating each other badly anymore. So I know everyone's talking about COVID fatigue and all that other kind of stuff. And I'm like, I can, I can hammer through all that stuff. I just get tired of like, just, you know, people being bad. And, and even the folks out in the boat, the old people, oh yeah, and cheering. It was like, that was funny to me for like 10 seconds. And then it was just like, yeah, I just, you know, yeah, a lot of that stuff, it it just, like I said, again, I'm coming back to it. If you find it funny, awesome. It like, there's a lot out there that like, you know, I love that other people wouldn't. And so it just, I, I just, as I'm going down, I'm not going to fault anything. I'm just saying, I don't think it was my cup of tea. I don't think this, it was just the weird, the planets were aligned and this movie didn't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get off my soapbox and I apologize. No. No, 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 don't apologize. So, yeah. Yeah, I think for me, it's this this movie has, it has a lot of little, you know, Bill Murray moments and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of his his typical humor and things like that. And I, some of his humor, if not balanced right, can kind of get on your nerves. And I think part of this movie is it's meant to get on your nerves. Right. Like, like that's the whole point of it. He's there to get on the nerves of the psychiatrist. Um, and then it balances out with him being kind of charming. And it, so, I mean, I think that's what, I think that's what saves it for me a little bit here and there in the movie is take, for mm-hmm. example, his interview when they, when they're being interviewed on good morning America, like that's to me, that's a pretty endearing scene, you know, like mm-hmm. he's, he's genuinely saying nice things about his doctor and um, you know, he's, you can, you can tell he's not just stumbling his way through this interview. He's actively mm-hmm. trying to help save the interview uh, for, right. for Dr. Leo Marvin. And, mm-hmm. you know, so scenes like that, that to me kind of help. I don't know if they make up for some of the other scenes where 
you know, you have a concern that maybe we're making fun of something that we shouldn't. But mm-hmm. I think that's what helps, if at least for me, helps balance out the movie to the point where I'm not like, oh, man, Bill Murray is just getting so obnoxious. Um, right. Because he can't. Right. As much as I love him as a comedian, he can get certain certain types of his comedy or certain um, certain movies of his. He, he can kind of take his Murray-isms a bit too far. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, as the as um, the odd couple type movie, right? This movie, I yeah. mean, hits really good on that. I yeah. mean, it, it's like you said, it's it's a shame when you hear that people don't get along, you know, actors. But I mean, boy, they sure brought that chemistry or negative chemistry or however you want to call it. They sure brought that to the front because, boy, the two of them playing off each other were great. Mm-hmm. And even the physical comedy of uh you know richard dreyfus when he was walking down there you know like okay bob thank you i'll take it from here yeah. i'll take it from here you know when it's a, you, like you could just like i mean you could tell everything you needed to know by the way he carried himself and and bill murray like when he starts like inching his way in when he's just like sitting there and it's one of those things like the way he sets himself up people ask him to come in right like yeah. the tv interview people are like oh well why don't you come over here and he just perfectly nails the but you mean me? Is this, is this okay? Like, yeah. like, should I go? Do you want me to stay? Like what, what do you, he totally plays that innocent. Like, I can't believe you're asking, you know, I mean, I can't believe you're asking me to come on the movie set or I, that kind of stuff is, is just stellar watching these guys inhabit their roles. You know what I mean? Well, and I love that there's that scene where he's, he's talking with the family, like after, after um, Dr. Marvin has kind of exploded and, you know, his family is like, oh, what is going on with dad? Like, why are we? Oh, man, something is really wrong with him. And Bob, the for lack of a better term, Bob, the mental patient is then like mm-hmm. sitting with them on the on the front porch of their house. <laughs> and he's like, we can't be expected to understand him. He is so far above us. We are like mm-hmm. ropes on the Goodyear blimp. And he's just like some of those scenes are very where it's a little bit more subdued but it's the whole role reversal of as yeah as Dr. Marvin gets more and more unhinged Bob gets more and more subdued and calm um, yeah you know and it's that some of those pieces I think are are definitely funny and while I said earlier I'm like I don't like I don't necessarily like seeing Richard Dreyfus as the quote unquote villain of this movie mm-hmm. But there are some of the really funny lines in the movie where, like, he's we're like at the end, and that's kind of where it kind of you know it goes off the hinges a little bit, where he's strapping a bomb, uh, yeah, to him and all that. Yeah. Although it did have the funny line, he's like, "This is black powder, Bob. One teaspoon of this stuff can blow up a tree stump." There we go. And how much is this? Twenty pounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like some of that stuff. Yeah. Like that's just the the real like almost the the little zingers those little one line zingers and things like that. Those are funny. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think I, I would agree with you in the respect that there are just some times where it just, some of it got to be a little, maybe a little bit too much. Um, Yeah. Didn't sour the entire movie for me, but um, definitely that's, I think for me, that's what keeps this from being one of my favorite Bill Murray movies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I'm, I am 
all of my comments, anyone listening, it's very obvious. It's just, and I keep coming back to it. It's not my thing. This kind of thing isn't my bag, baby. I mean, and, and that's, you know, and I'll read reviews too. Like it'll be a racing movie and they'll be like, Oh, well, you know, or it'll be a documentary or something. And they'll be like, Oh, well, you know, they, they showed this and they showed this, but they didn't show enough of this kind of thing. And it was like, well, they can't, you're missing the point. Like it's the, in a car race, that wouldn't happen. This movie's trying to be a documentary, so it's got to be realistic. So what you're asking for is fake Hollywood made-up stuff. So, of course, they're not going to show it. So don't fault the movie for that. Their movie's Okay, clearly this person doesn't know about the topic matter or whatever. And, I mean, anyone listening is going to say that. Hey, Pat, you're going to go after everything on the movie because it's just not your thing. And I, like, hey, I get it. You know, like, I, I totally get it. But the other thing that gets me is like, they said it right there. Like, man, sums up with dad. Anyone decide to walk in dad's shoes and take a look at it from dad's perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like, do we, do we see that at all? And I mean, like that to me would be a little bit more of a thing, but no, it's like, even the wife was like, what's wrong with you? And I mean, the way she kept throwing looks was hilarious. I mean, her looks when she'd get mad at him, just like the, I can't believe you're doing this. It was awesome. It was priceless. Yeah. But again, when I'm watching the movie, like my gut reaction is, it's like, why is no one like walking in dad's shoes? I mean, yeah. Okay. Let's put aside the fact that, all right, you know, one of his patients followed us up there and that sets off every alarm bell for, you know, dangerous and suspicious activity. Now, obviously Bob was a, you know, ended up being a, having a heart of gold and all this kind of stuff. And he's an okay guy, like all that, but you know, at no point did anyone at no point did anyone say, oh man, you know, like, I'm, you know, like, boy, dad, you know, dad's upset. Let's try and figure out what's going on with him. Do you know what I'm saying? And again, I'm not saying that he was right in that because, you know, he had to like, you know, he was acting like, you know, pushing Bob in. I mean, he was, he, he was not acting in, in, you know, acting in a positive manner either, but, but still, there was just, you know, you didn't see any empathy on display. You didn't see any of that. Um, Patrick, at, at the time of at the time of recording this, it's not uh, we're still before Halloween. So I'm I'm still in the middle of like watching horror movies and things like that, um, you know, to get myself prepared for Halloween. Right. Um, I have gone through in the last three weeks and I have watched every Halloween movie like the Michael Myers Halloween movies. Um, mm-hmm. I have gone through and watched every Halloween movie that has been made up to this point, with the exception of one. And I will tell you that in all of these different movies, uh, Michael Myers is in a he's in a hospital of some kind under the care of a psychiatrist. Um, it's never good. And it's never mm-hmm. um, it's never a heart of gold kind of situation when he tracks people down to their houses or vacation houses. It doesn't end well yeah. for them. So maybe Bill Murray is a heart of gold um, psychiatry patient, but um, some of them carry giant knives and they kill you. Right. Right. I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm saying that facetiously. I'm not saying that to say right. that, right. you know, people who are <laughs> under the care of a psychiatrist are knife wielding murderers just so happens right. to be that in every Halloween movie. Yes, they are. Um, that's it. Right. That's that's the so only then when you so when you watch all those movies and then come and watch this movie mm-hmm. it's yeah I'm I'm worried if Bill Murray gets anywhere near a knife right or right or, or wears a uh, William Shatner mask right oh. well and even even that it's I mean how are they painting the 
the, the doctors, right? How do they paint the was it psychiatrist or what, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, they're kind of like arrogant and got it all figured out and they're trying to make their money. And again, it's all like, you know, they've got their book. So, I mean, that aspect of it, I'm like, okay, well, are they trying to make some tongue in cheek comments about, you know, the whole field of, you know, psychiatry and mental health or just certain doctors that, you know, kind of the methods that were used or what they, um, I wonder, I wonder if this I, yeah. is, I don't know. I wonder if this is a movie cause in the, in the, one of the interview things that we were reading earlier, um, you know, Richard Dreyfus would say he'd have people come up to him who were psychiatrists and say, Oh man, I, I totally identify with your character. I've had patients like that. I've, I'm wondering if, you know, just as an example, I remember, I don't remember if you went with us or not. I remember there was a group of teachers, um, Several years ago, I'm blanking out on what year it was, um, but when the movie Bad Teacher came out with Cameron mm-hmm. Diaz, and I yeah. remember a whole bunch of us, uh, Janine and a couple other people that were you know working at the at the same school at the time, we went to go see that movie, and I'm wondering if mm-hmm. this is a movie kind of like that. Like we mm-hmm. were going to see Bad Teacher because we saw the trailer and we're like, oh man, some of that is the stuff we'd like to say to our students. Or that we'd like mm-hmm. to say sometimes to, you know, parents who have been giving us a really hard time and who are being unreasonable or whatever the case may be. This is like the if we could just open up our inner monologue and just say what we wanted to say and and just have no, um, you know, no filter at all. Mm-hmm. It, it would probably be this movie. Um, I'm wondering if. I'm wondering if people in the field of psychiatry view this movie the same way. They're like, yeah. you know, if they don't take it, because actually I did find a couple of different things, um, a couple of different websites for like actual psychiatry schools and things like that. They were using this movie as something they would show in some of their classes for discussion. And so okay. that almost makes me think, I'm like, I'm wondering if, because if they were horribly offended by it, I would assume they probably wouldn't do that, or at least you know mm-hmm. there'd be some other there'd be some other notes on the website to say we really don't like this movie, but we're showing it to show you why it's so horrible. Um, but it almost seems more like they have this on these different websites that I found. They have it as a you know it's kind of a a funny release for us as psychiatrists to see an exaggerated situation. So that mm-hmm. we can talk about the issues that surround patient boundaries and things like that. I'm wondering. Right. I don't know for a fact. I'm just I'm I'm spitballing this right now. Um, I'm wondering if sometimes that might be the case with this yeah. movie too. That it's just a if you don't think about it too much, it can be a fun release, um, especially for a, a a particular group of people. Um, just like that bad teacher, you know, none of us in that bad teacher movie are sitting there going, Oh yeah, I'm totally doing this next week. Um, yeah. but it was, yeah. it was more of a, Oh, this is, I wish I could do that. Like, that's so funny. Not really wishing right. you could do it, but like in the back of your mind, you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. If I did not care at all, um, mm-hmm. what a way to go. Right. So right. I kind of I wonder a little bit. Yeah, you know, I mean, it it would be interesting. I didn't find much. I would like to, and you said sounds like you did. I I, uh, I wondered what like the different reactions were to this movie. Everything I've seen, and everyone I've talked to, it's like incredibly positive. But I wonder if there's like a yeah, I don't know, I don't know. And again, I'm just saying, 
I'm not going to berate the movie. I'm not going to say it's a bad movie. I'm not going to say anything. It just wasn't my cup of tea. That's all I'm saying. Viewership, please don't be angry with me. Definitely don't be angry with John. I, you can't make these are these these opinions reflect my uh, you know my own opinions and, and in no way represent the 30 something movie podcast uh, show but yeah no I hear what you're saying and it's like it is kind of like a live vicariously and like I said it just uh, just too many beats in there that were yeah I don't know yeah I'd almost, I'd almost want to say, like, show us more of a serious movie, even if it's got comedic elements, you know, like a, isn't there something called a dramcom, or uh-huh. a, yeah, comedia, com, uh, comedy drama, uh-huh. a dramedy, you know, a dramedy. Show us a dramedy with it, you know, like show us with with where it's, you know, it is kind of a serious thing, and he starts treating this person, and, um. You know, it's it's funny. I still have not seen the movie Joker. Oh, really? Okay. But I, I haven't. I need to. I mean, you know, I need to. And but it's funny because just in the I've only seen trailer of of uh, Joker and just the trailer. It seemed like some of the beats between Bill Murray's character and the um, the Joker character were similar. Like even their hair kind of looked similar to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's sort of like you know, I mean, yeah, I uh, it was I, I that was an interesting connection. I like I said, I still need to see the movie, but I mean, I it was you know it was well acted and it was uh, well shot and everything like that. But yeah. uh, I wonder what it would be like if it was this. Let's be serious about this. Bill Murray uh, as characters is is. Uh, you know, really suffering and Richard Dreyfus character is trying to treat him. And then maybe Richard Dreyfus character is struggling with that, you know, show us some of that work-life balance struggle, right? Hey, I'm losing my family. I can't, you know, how do, how do I balance this? I want to help this person, but um, I'm trying to spend time with the family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think my, if I had a, if I had a big criticism of the movie, I think it's how quickly at the end of the movie it goes to almost completely illogical places. Yeah. Like yeah. it had it had been pretty grounded in reality up until this point and then you just all of a sudden, well not all of a sudden. I mean it's been building, but at the same time, even if a patient was driving you crazy, I just yeah. I don't know. It, it it I mean it's like it's like um um Anchorman. Oh, that escalated quickly. Yeah, um, he's breaking into a he's breaking into a store and stealing weapons and explosives, and he ends up blowing up his house. And like, as you get to that part, I mean, some of the some of the beats of that are funny, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, whoa, like that, yeah, that jumped, that jumped to a whole other bridge. Mm-hmm. So that yes. you know that that I think might be one of my criticisms of it is, um, I think it went maybe a little too far too fast with some of that stuff at the end. Like it could have stayed a little bit more grounded. Um, you know, you, you could still find a way to blow up the house if you really want to do that. But it just seemed to, it almost went from like funny comedy movie to Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I, hear I, what did, you're I, saying. I, I pulled my copy of Joker off the shelf. I was like, I wonder if I could let Pat borrow 
my copy of Joker. Um, no, it's the it's it's the 4K and Blu-ray and digital code. No DVD copy. I'm sorry. So that's all right. I still have a 21 year old DVD player. It's going strong. There you go. There you go. Um, I think it might be on HBO too. So I can. All right. Yeah. yeah. So you, could, you could take a look on there. But uh, you know what? Actually, it might be. I don't remember if it's on Amazon Prime or if I have it on there because I bought it. Um, I don't remember. So it, I'm sure it's streaming in a couple of different places. But no, it's yeah, really good. We'll I, I like the Joker movie. I, I liked it. Right. So. Right. All right, Patrick, do we have anything else we want to say about what about Bob before we jump into three I, questions? I, you know, nothing else. I just want to, again, ad nauseum, reiterate, hey, not judging people that watch it. Not calling, hey, good movie, bad. I'm not saying anything negative. I'm just saying not my cup of tea. So Pat hates the movie and you're stupid. <laughs> there it is. There it is. We'll call that the point break treatment. There you go. There you go. I I hate point break, just so we're clear. Yeah. Is, I, what was it? It was worst. like, I, I cut. Yeah. And, and, and spoilers, spoilers for point break. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Turn this off if you don't want to be spoiled. John, can you say that again? I interrupted you rudely. I'm sorry. No, I hate Point Break. That's all I want to say. I think all you said was, okay, spoilers, so alerts. Uh-huh. Hey, I'm going to be careful, man. I'm giving it. But I think all you said for Point Break was, hey, I just wish they would have arrested him at the end as opposed to the way they did end it. That was all you said. In essence, was, and everyone's just like, dude, why do you hate that movie? That was idea. I know. We had like... Had like several people respond. I was like, "That's not no. I I didn't hate that movie. I love that movie." Yeah. I just yeah. had on moral grounds. I was a little upset with how the thing ended, but I no. I I love that movie. That's awesome. Yeah. That's like that old cheese commercial where you know the guys. You know, it was like a Wisconsin cheese commercial. I don't know if you ever saw it. And the guys, it was the politician. And the kid's like, would you like a snack? And he's like, I'm sorry, I don't like cheese. And then it just shows like, it's this montage of just how like people are pulling their sponsorship and people are like, you know, and he says, I didn't say cheese was bad. I'm just said, I'm not a fan of cheese. And you know, like everyone's just like, yeah, thanks. Anyways, it was that kind of thing. It was like one little comment. And then the commercial was about how everything, you know, um, snowballed on him. Yeah. Hey, fun stuff. That's fine. That just means people are listening. So people are listening. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that too. All right. Well, you all can listen to this because we got three questions. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Uh, We have the scene in this movie where he tries to, uh, where Richard Dreyfuss tries to talk with his daughter um, using hand puppets. So question number one, what is your favorite hand puppet or puppet in a movie or TV show? Um, well, going with the spirit of the question, I mean, how can you not talk about Mr. Hat from South Park? Oh, yeah. But I, but I would say if any kind of puppet, I would say any of the Muppet movies. Okay. Um, 
Muppets Take Manhattan. I'll say that one because that's my favorite Muppet movie. But uh, so, yeah, that's so you, that's so, what I would say. So narrowing it down, do you have a favorite Muppet? Um, well, I don't want to steal your thunder, nah, go for but it. I'm going to say Yoda. I'm okay. So that was like, I just took a big left turn, but okay. I mean, so Yoda isn't technically a Muppet, but he is a puppet type character. And I'd say he's great favorite Muppet favorite Muppet from the Muppets. Oh man. How do you choose? Cause they're all awesome. I really like Miss Piggy. She cracks me up. I like Miss Piggy a lot. Kermit's great. Dr. Mayhem. Or no, the electric, Dr. Teeth yeah, Dr. and the Teeth. electric mayhem. Electric mayhem, yeah. Man, all those guys are just so good. What's the, when you, a second ago, when you were like, ah, Yoda, but he's not a Muppet. I, it made me think of, let's see if I can pull this up here. Um, <clears throat> it made me think of, there was a clip from The Simpsons one time where Lisa asks Homer, what's a Muppet? And he tries to explain what a Muppet is. Let's see if I can find it here. There we go. Do we have the clip? Dad, what's a Muppet? Well, Muppet. not quite a Mupp, and it's not quite a puppet, but man. <laughs> so to answer your question, I don't know. It's not quite a man. It's not quite a mop. It's not quite a puppet, but man. That's <laughs> to answer your question, I don't know. <laughs> That's funny stuff. Uh, so that was actually John's answer. John's answer was uh, Yoda. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kind of talked to Muppets a little bit and we, we were kind of like trying to figure out like who was our, you know, who is your internal Muppet? Like who, who's the Muppet that reflects you and your personality? Um, I, I said, if it's, if I'm going for Muppets on days when I'm a little, when I'm, when I'm serious and a little grumpy, I'm probably, uh, Sam the Eagle. Um, Sam the Eagle. Awesome. You are all weirdos. Um, yeah. I, otherwise, other than that, I I would like to think, now I have no musical ability, I would like to think that personality-wise, um, I might be a little Rolf. So, Good choice. I, I, Good I, choice. I would, I would take that. I'd be fine with that. I'd also be fine with Kermit. You know, Kermit's a, Kermit's a mellow dude, so... Um, yeah, I, in terms of, in terms of puppets, um, yeah, I, I thought of Mr. Hat from South Park. Um, the other one I was thinking of just cause I love that show is, uh, Ashy Slashy, um, from Ash versus Evil Dead. Okay. Uh, I did not decide to, uh, opt for the Team America puppets i, did not, I, I, did I was not go just there. about to say well we could just say the whole team america yeah i, I did but, not go that route but perfect example of humor that other people probably wouldn't appreciate and i loved it so there you go see it's just a matter of Correct. cups of tea if you ever want to take that too far have you ever seen the the was it called the happy time murders <laughs> yeah have you seen that one I have not uh, parts. I've yes, I am aware. It's not family friendly. So um, no, yeah. yeah. So no, um, yeah. I was I was trying to think. Are there any other puppets, like hand puppets, or anything else like that? I I mean, the Muppets are the Muppets are kind of the the go to thing. 
for this question. I would, you know, John had said Yoda. I would go for that one too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a kid, some of the other ones would have been like, uh, if you want to count, I guess you could probably count Gizmo from Gremlins uh-huh. in there. Uh, E.T. Yeah. Yeah. There'd be a lot of other good stuff. Oh, you know what? Um, whole bunch of the the different characters from Labyrinth would be there too. Oh, yeah. So, no. Dark all, Crystal. All kinds of good stuff. Dark Crystal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. Question number two. Favorite camping or vacation activity? So either something that you have done or something you have not done yet but you would like to do. Oh, that's easy, man. Go in lake. That's what it is. Lake. <laughs> I, get I, figured, to the lake. I figured your answer was anything to do with the water or a boat or... <laughs> yeah, get to the lake and stay there until they drag you away, kicking and screaming. I, yeah, that's like, I, I mean, it's, it's probably not the best, but I mean, like, I mean, I remember as a family, you know, you go to the lake and then we take an extended vacation at the lake or another, the lake, and you'd go there. And I remember just basically living in my swimsuit. Yeah. I mean, I would like, I'd wake up, we'd go out in the water, we'd come back in, um, I'd like to think maybe I took the swimsuit off and took a shower and all that kind of stuff. Like sometimes it was like, here's the bar of soap. Okay. Jump in the water with the bar. You know, um, mm-hmm. it was just in the water and, uh, you know, added bonus. If you get the lake that's up, you know, well, usually lakes, well, not, I don't want to say usually, but you get the lake that's up by the woods so you can go for a run, but yeah. yeah. Vacation nice. lake, lake, more lake. Lake, big lake, <laughs> automobile. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's yours, man? Talk to me about vacations. So for this one, I think my choice, I like Sharon and I were kind of along the same lines here. Um, we basically said, I don't really care as long as I'm base, uh, as long as I'm off the grid. Yes. Like, I, I think, okay. I think her thing was, I just want to be out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want cell service. I don't want emails. I don't want any of that other stuff. Just put me out in the middle of nowhere. The one that, as I've thought more and more about that, and I was like, you know what? I would love, because I feel, I've, I've kind of felt more and more over time, like I just would like extended time where there is no, no other commitments for anything. Mm-hmm. So I've never done this, but it's actually been years since I've even been any kind of fishing but the one that when I see it, and I don't know if it's, you know, just from watching movies like a river runs through it or things like that. I'm like, I have, I have never gone fly fishing, but that, yeah. looks, that looks to me like one of those activities where like you're standing out in the middle of the river and nobody's bothering you. Yeah. And you're just there yeah. and you just get to enjoy being there. Mm-hmm. So my mm-hmm. example would be fly fishing. I have no idea how to fly fish. I have none of the equipment to fly fish. Never done it before in my life. But that was the first thing that kind of came to mind. I'm like, you know what? I would just like to be out in the middle of a river where no mm-hmm. one can get to me and no one can call me and no one can email me. And I can just stand out there and I can just enjoy mm-hmm. my day and not have to worry about what time it is. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, oh, that would, yeah. That would be mine. All Excellent right. choice. Uh, question number three. Did you ever fake an illness to get out of doing something? No. No. No, you. I totally did as a kid. Nice. Um, nice. Growing up in uh, growing up in Texas, 
there was, I, I vividly remember this, there was a day I was probably in first grade, I believe. Um, growing up in Texas, Pat, we didn't tend to see a lot of snow. No, of course in not. Texas. You don't really, don't really ever see that very much. Um, and so this was a day where, so it must have snowed partway through the day. Because if you even see a snowdrop, um, a snowflake dropping in Texas, they cancel everything. Everything shuts down. Yeah. So right. it must have snowed in the middle of the day because we were at school. We had gotten to school. Okay. And I was at school. I remember it snowing. And I, in my little six-year-old brain, hatched this master plan where I would complain about feeling sick. I would go to the nurse. I would say all the things that I needed to say to get sent home. And then once I got home, I would play in the snow. That's awesome. That is awesome. And it would have been totally awesome. Except, mm -hmm. except Patrick, it didn't work. Because? Because I went to the nurse and I told the nurse I was sick. And I told the nurse I had a stomach ache and a headache. And the nurse called my mom and my mom picked me up and my mom brought me home. And the moment I got home, I said, okay, mom, I'm going to go out in the backyard and play in the snow. And my mom said, you get your butt on the couch and you stay there for the rest of the day. Nice. Because you're sick. No, I'm feeling a whole lot better. Nope. You are sick. Get, get on the mm -hmm. couch. So mom had your number there. Mom had my number there. Yeah. It didn't, uh, it, it didn't go according to plan. Yes. So the, this, the illness does not go well enterprise. No, uh, -uh. no, the, the subterfuge, subterfuge did not go well. Um, That's funny. so yes, I did fake an illness to get out of doing something or to, you know, get out of school so I could go play in the snow. Didn't get to play in the snow. Actually, I think my, my little sister got to go play out in the snow. Um, and yeah. I had to just kind of sit there from the couch and watch out the window as she played in the snow. Cause I was not allowed to go out because I was quote unquote sick. Yeah, they so. they have a way of teaching you those lessons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so now I live in Chicago and I play out in the snow every chance I get. You can play in the snow whenever you want. Do whatever I want. If I want to take a sick day, I'll take a sick day. Go play in the snow. Mm -hmm. I don't have to fake. Mm -hmm. anything. I don't have to fake anything anymore. I'm an adult. Yeah, yeah. I've overcome my fears and and I've reached a higher plane of existence, Pat. There it is. There. Excuse me. There it is, John. Everything bringing it You've all back. Over Bringing it all back it to all back. a week ago. To right? a week ago, right? Like I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to space this out. As Billy Joel once said, I'm trying to space this out for maximum effect. Yeah, yeah, you are. All right. Well, Patrick, I think that's going to do it for what yeah. about Bob? Um, so if if you want to tell us how you feel, what about your opinion? Um, uh, here we go. Why don't you just tell us how you feel about this movie? Um, we would love to hear from you. So we are at thirtypodcast.com. There is a voicemail line, email, all kinds of different ways you can reach out to us. Uh, social media, we're at 30podcast. So uh, with any of our movies, not just What About Bob, we would love to hear your opinions on it. Um, you know, and we will read your stuff or play your stuff out loud on the show and, and respond to it. So, uh, yeah, feel free, to, feel free to jump in there and let us know what you're thinking. Yeah. Don't forget to check out our sponsor and the rest of the shows in the Scene Stealers podcast network. Head over to scenestealersglobal.com uh, to check them out and check out all the celebrities they've got there to that you can sign up for your event or your, um, your convention. And then our next episode's coming up for the rest of November. We've got our Patreon episode, Favorite TV Shows of 91. 
Uh, it's it's going to be basically a steel cage match of us fighting over what the best TV shows of 91 are. Um, yeah. Several men will enter, and pretty much everybody will still leave, but we'll leave with our opinions on what the best shows are. And it's as long as it was airing at that time. Correct. It doesn't have to be what we were watching at that time. Correct. The music was, it, it, it had to be the music that we were listening to at that time. But this time it's just, do we like the show and was it on Correct. somewhere over the 91? That is correct. All right. That is correct. And and hopefully no one will be harmed in the recording of that podcast. Um, but, you know, no promises. Um so yeah, favorite TV shows, that's our Patreon one. And then our next regular episode will be, so for next week, we've got The Doors. Um, really looking forward to talking about that one, especially after watching the Val documentary uh, that came out a little while ago. Um, next one after that is The Fisher King. And then as we get on into December, we're almost done with 91. So we're going to get on into oh December. Oh my gosh. And we've got our Patreon episode, It's a Wonderful Life from 1946. is hitting an anniversary this year. Uh, I think it's 85. 1946, okay. 2021 minus 1946. It was my understanding there would be no math on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think it's 85. Um, we are. The plan is to have Jason Colvin from the Surely Can't Be Serious podcast on there because he's never seen It's a Wonderful Life. And, uh, oh, wow. And, and I did ask him to like hold off until we get to December and just have some like initial fresh reactions um, to him watching it for the first time. So that will be very cool if we were able to do that. For the rest cool. of December, we've got Night on Earth, The Giver, My Own Private Idaho, Homicide, and City Slickers. And then if you want just a little, we'll throw in a little taste. Um, it's kind of like uh, you get those little like taster spoons from uh, from like Baskin Robbins or TGI Friday or like those different places. You get those little tiny taster spoons. I'm going to give you a taster yeah. spoon. A little taster yeah, spoon, yeah, little, yeah. Little uh, little sample spoon of what we got coming us- out. Uh, first episode in 2022 is uh, we're gonna do Lethal Weapon three. Oh wow! And at some point, actually, some point before the end of this year, you and I are gonna at least you and I, maybe some of the other folks as well. Um, we are going to do an episode on the Razzies of 1991. Nice. We've got those coming. Yes. Up. And I think we might Looking have a forward to that. I think we might have a couple of other special things we might need to do before the year is out. So um, be on the lookout for that. So we will have some stuff oh, yeah. coming out um, that may not be a part of your regular programming here, but uh, it will be coming out before the end of the year. Yeah. The only problem with taster spoons is I want to be like, okay, can I try now this one over there? And I, you know what I'm saying? You can't taste everything. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, that's why you, you bring your own taster ladle with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I think, I think that's allowed. I think it should be. What are it has to be. What are they going to do? I mean, I guess they're gonna I don't know. Me, I guess they're going to throw me out of the restaurant and I'll be banned for life. But you know, it's. I think it's worth it. Other than that, yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. Um, Pat, thank you as always. I always John, enjoy, always enjoy talking movies with you. Thank you, John. It's always a pleasure, even when you lambast them and you absolutely hate them. I enjoy talking I, movies with you. It it just was not my cup of tea. It's. I mean, going to be the. Because I think before we started recording, you said you wished you could set fire to this movie. <laughs> Didn't you, isn't that what you said? Did I mishear you, or is that what you said? I, I, I'm thinking you mis, misheard it. I might have okay, misheard but, you. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, sometimes that happens. 
Okay, so maybe you didn't completely hate it. Oh, did I lose you there for a second? Yeah, you lost me. I'm, I'm. Hang on a second. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, I was, okay. I was sitting here talking away, and then yeah, it, yeah. Uh, it, it clipped out on me. I'm having mic problems on this one. That's all right. Whatever I blanked out on, I already said enough at this episode. So yeah, no, that's fine. All right. Well, thank you so much, Pat. Uh, again, fun as always. And uh, everybody, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we'll see you back here next time. Thank you, John. Thank you, everybody. 